Today is May 17th, 2020. This is episode 116 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. A.K.A. Peter, uh, and with me, as always, men want to be him. Oh, excuse me. Uh, men want to be with him. Men want to be him. The man, the myth, and the legend. My friend, Quentin, A.K.A. Shinter. Hi, Shim. Hey, how are you doing? Good. When I read that, I just I laughed for a good five minutes straight. Oh, it was great. Oh, oh, don't worry. There's more. You haven't seen this one yet. I, I know I have it. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to be with him. I want to be him. The man, the myth, the legend. Talon Broadbent is on the show. Talon, how are you? I'm doing well. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How do you feel about me wanting to be with you and you at the same time? <laughs> Listen, it's it's a privilege and an honor for you, I'm sure. <laughs> Something, all right. <laughs> 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 it's getting hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike that song, we cannot take off our shows. This is Twitch, and we'll be kicked off. <laughs> yeah, like a failure. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so let's, of course, uh, let's talk about what we've been up to uh, since our last episode. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Shin. Shin, what have you been up to? Oh, that's a really good question. Actually, what have I been up to? Well, uh, I'm still talking a lot of Discord channels and having a lot of fun there. Um, I made some delicious curry today and some banana bread, and I've been reading up on a whole bunch of different web comics. Nice. Oh. I've not really been gaming. Man, it's been a minute. Like just like Japanese style curry, or oh, of course, yes. Okay, it's been a minute. I had I've had some left over for a while that I haven't used, so I had to. I wanted to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just, I happened to pick up all the ingredients for it last week, so I'm like, oh, let's do it. All right, nice. Nice. Talon, what have you been doing this last week? I've been doing uh, a lot of things. Uh, well, how some of you may know me, I've been doing a lot of things in, within Final Fantasy XIV. Um, now I'm at the point where I've been optimizing uh, E8S, which is the latest fight in this current raid tier. And I've been doing a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragons prepping, uh, which has been, uh, that's been really fun because with all of the 
you know, the virus thing going on and everything. Uh, the group that I play with at home, we've all had to, you know, practice the social distancing. So being able to sit in the DM chair has been really fun. That, that's been exciting. I, and, and as you brought up D&D, I completely forgot that we had our first D&D session last week and we're going to have our second one tomorrow night, which yeah. for anyone listening to the recording was at least two days ago. So sorry, but yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was like the highlight. So, it, it was it was it was a great part of my week. Uh, I got to play a character. We'll get we'll get into it. it's in our community. So we'll, I think we'll dive a little bit into D&D and we'll talk we'll talk about it with Talon. Uh, but for my week, uh, of course, I play D&D with uh, the not only the the MR crew here. Uh, that's my, myself, uh, Quentin and and our lovely producer, Susan, uh, who's playing D&D for the first time ever uh, with Talon as our, our as our, our, our DM. And then we also have uh, our friends over at She Hells I Tank and Moog Around and, and Talon's uh, lovely wife and his uh, brother uh, there as well. Is, am I missing anybody? I think we got everybody. <laughs> we have like 27 people playing <laughs> Dragons. Eight people is a very large game. It is a very large game. Uh, but it is huge. <laughs> yeah, but you're handling it marvelously. I, I love it. Uh, I been busy with oh man uh i, I played uh, gta 5 uh played that this week because it, it got me back into it because epic uh brought it uh gave it out for free uh this week um i played a little bit of uh, a new game called animal fight club uh and that is a game that you have to watch me play because i cannot <laughs> i yeah it I, sounds like one of those things i <laughs> remember the sentient corn game <laughs> I do. I love that game. It was like the first game that I actually watched anybody stream for a length of time, and I was so into it. Yeah, it's kind of like that in a weird way, because I could make things. Oh, wow, there's like oh, all sorts of cops. Uh, so uh, there are... They're after you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I made, So I ended up getting a panther and a great white shark at one point, and I, and I fused them together, and I made panthark. It's the body of a panther, the head of a great white shark, and it's my, it's my strongest uh, attacker. So that doesn't a, sound surprising at all. It's it's I, a panther and a shark. I've also made the Kraken shin and take a guess what the Kraken could be. Because if you're thinking crab chicken, <laughs> you are correct. That's not what I was thinking, but <laughs> that is better than anything I could come up with. Yeah. So uh, I made the Tasmanian deer. So I <laughs> guess what that one might be. Uh, so I I'm made assuming wonder- the Tasmanian devil and a deer. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you could have come up with a better name, though. I didn't name them. They just pop up the names. I made a fucking and I'm going to let you figure out that one for a second. <laughs> no. OK. Uh, Fox chicken. <laughs> I made a horsems, which is a horse. It's a horse body with a possum's face. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but can you make a steakums? Uh, I have not tried yet, <laughs> mm. but I did make Get some of that sponsorship I- money. I did make the, I wish, I did make the Tyranno Crow, which is a pter, uh, pterodon mixed with a crow, so it's my, it's my favorite. Anyway, I played that and I also finished this amazing game called Subliminal, uh, I'm sorry, Super Liminal, I take that back, not Subliminal, Super Liminal, uh, which is a game by, uh, I want to say Pillow Castle Games, um, I want to believe that's the name before I continue. They tweeted me back and saying thank you because I gave them like a super by Pillow Castle. Yes. Um, yes. Please go. Play. I don't want to ruin it, but it it was so, so good. It was 
portal vibes. It was had a beautiful message at the end of it. It was short, like it was a quick, like you could play it in like two sittings, maybe like six, seven hours. You can get done with it. And it it the puzzles were phenomenal, phenomenal. It's on sale right now at the Epic Game Store. Please go pick it up. <laughs> and there's apparently a fire department outside my house. I We're not on fire, right? I, my producer's laughing, but I mean, yeah. we are. All right, that's fine. Uh, uh, but super liminal, like Shin, you would love this game. Like it's one, like I, I, if you ever like just need to sit down and just play a game, like just to get your mind off things, it's super fun. The writing is great. It's it's like round of applause to them because it was such such. How, a good how long game. did it take? Six seven hours. Like it, I, it's, well, that's not too bad. It's not. It's it's fantastic. It's such a good game. Okay, fact check. We are not on fire. Good. <laughs> um, that would be great for this episode. Like, oh, we're on fire. Hold on, everybody. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and get on our community news. We did play D&D. We talked about that already, but we did play D&D with Talon. Uh, we're going to be playing again tomorrow night. That is at 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, so you can go check that out at Talon's channel, Talon underscore Broadbent. That's here on Twitch.tv if you want to check how that's going to go down. I am playing a warlock that's a half-elf named Oswin. Uh, Shin is playing a uh, bird fellow named Orly. Uh and uh, Talon is leading uh, a lot of others. Uh, well, Susan is playing uh, a, a wizard, uh, so with a blob friend named Mortimer, and I have I have a uh, raven named uh, Rem. So it's all it's all fun. Uh, I like your raven. Your raven's my best friend. Oh, I love, I love the raven. except that he bit me. Yeah, Dang. I love the raven. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, my my wild guild war party is also looking for more members on Ysera. Uh, so make your move on to Horde uh, if you want to come play. Also, Talon, Talon's there. Uh, so we're we're having fun. Uh, the I'm like three days away from getting my Mechano Spider mount. So that's what I've been working on my last week in, in Warcraft. And uh, of course, uh, Chili, our good friend Chili, is hosting another Animal Crossing game show event. So join your eccentric rich uncle on his island of opulence Penn island this tuesday that's 5 19 at 4 p.m eastern chili that's uh or 9 p.m chili time and that's at twitch.tv forward slash mugo run radio uh chili was he's been working on this event uh i i believe the uh uh lovely susan uh our our producer uh talon's wife uh helped him out and uh Chili's got some stuff up his sleeve and I got to give, you know, you know, hats off to Chili because Chili's been really pushing like what you can do in an Animal Crossing game to like, like bring a community together. And I I, I, I'm going to say this right now. There's not enough people watching that because it's so much fun. And Chili has so much money that he can just kind of give out to people and more people need to watch it. And I don't Chili know. Chili can't give out enough money to like get rid of all of his money. Money, yeah. That's it's so weird. Like he's got that much like that many bells that he's just trying to figure out like games to give it away. And I, I more people need to see it. I can't wait for who wants to be a billionaire. That is gonna be my favorite one where he's like he asks people questions and he can use the Twitch things to do like 50-50. It's it's great. I can't wait for that one. It's it's that good. That would times. be good. Yeah, of course. Let's go ahead and get some wait. gaming news. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we need, like, Jeopardy or Whammy or some of these, like, old good game shows. 
Can he do Wheel of Fortune? Probably not. <laughs> oh, probably. We did have a, uh, it, it was a little buggy, but we did have the, the wheel for prizes before. Yeah, that's true. Avi did that a long time ago. Yeah. Or, you know, you could just like stream like a Wheel of Fortune game. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Although I will say, Sue and I played a in-house game of Monopoly on, on Switch and she stomped me like early game stomped me. Uh, like I, I went bankrupt pretty quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, th- that's a mood. Uh, I don't, we don't play Monopoly in this house <laughs> because I have been scarred by that game. I, uh, I played that when I was like seven with, with, uh, my family and my dad was, uh, trying to, I guess, teach us a lesson, but was like, went into like full mobster mode and like, no, don't pay me this time, but the next time it'll be double. And then like, I broke down in tears. It was it was awful. I don't play that game anymore. <laughs> I've, I've been scarred. Very fair. And listen, if it doesn't end, if Monopoly doesn't end the night with somebody flipping over the board, then it was it really Monopoly. <laughs> this is why I just don't play Monopoly. Good, good call. Uh, let's go ahead and get some uh, gaming news. Uh, speaking of D and D, D and D Beyond has been, been providing free content so folks can play together online. That's over at slash quarantine They are giving out free uh, uh, single, like just jump in games and some like previews of games. So like the first section of a of a, a storyline. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's, it's a good way to get people together. I know there's a lot of people in our chat that are playing D and D. I believe, uh, El Chor Zone is playing a, uh, an RP game right now. So it's a lot of fun to do something. It gets you, gets your mind off what's going on in the world. And I think it's a fun thing because it's, it's very social. Like even if you're not with other people, it's still a very social experience and problem solving and all that fun stuff. So, uh, former Apex Legends devs launched new anti-crunch studio, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see this. It's very, very cool that they're, they are, uh, going through with this. Um, it, it's called gravity. If they can World pull games. it off. Yeah. It's called gravity World games. Their focus is a lot on going in and, uh, taking, uh, the ideas that they're coming up with and, 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 and nothing gets like pushed through unless the whole team decides that's their motto. Like they want the whole, it's a whole team effort there and i it's going to be interesting and they're trying to say their their comments are this is not indie games this is triple a titles so like everything that's going to be pushed out for them is going to be triple a titles with that mindset if they can do it and if they can change that mentality of of needing crunch good for them i and they're gonna they're gonna be the the way that companies are gonna start looking at them hopefully to set the standard for other companies that's a good thing. It is very hard to do because there is a fine line between like pushing yourself to make sure that you get what you want and not just constantly like, no, we want one more thing, one more thing, one more thing and actually delivering something. But you also don't want to be in this whole crunch scenario. Yeah, of course. And also like money is not infinite. People don't have infinite amounts of money so that uh, it's hard to hire the talent to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's... Man, it's 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 going to be fun. I, I, I really hope they do. I want to see what they come up with. Um, sort of it, it's it's news and it's it's news that affects everybody that essentially logs into the Internet. Uh, FBI can now spy on your mm-hmm. browsing history without a warrant again in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. Because anyone outside of the U.S. was already able to do this if they were accessing infrastructure in the U.S. But this is specific to the U.S. Mm hmm. Uh, but 
this was because something was missed, uh, of course, with voting, uh, which sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm all for, you know, people's privacy. And so let's, who knows, it, you know, things could always change, but I'm not going to get political, but it sucks. Just, just don't do anything illegal. <laughs> How about that? Just don't do anything illegal. That'd be fine. <laughs> Right? Is that the rule? Just don't, don't do anything illegal. Don't don't do anything that you would be ashamed to call your mother about, saying that you're being arrested for. Hey, I need bail money. There's a uh, lot of things that I've googled that I would definitely be ashamed if my mother saw, but not for those reasons. Put it in your mouth. Also, not for those reasons. <laughs> okay, maybe those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no one that's on this show that can't say the same thing, so. Well, yeah. GTA 5 broke the Epic <laughs> Game Store. <laughs> Jump right in that next one. GTA 5 broke the Epic Game Store. Uh, as soon as it launched, as soon as like it, like the counter clocked out, uh, people saw that it was GTA 5 and the Epic Game Store went, boom, crashed. Everybody zoomed to go get GTA 5 for free. Uh, I feel so bad for those devs. Uh, the Epic Store devs, because that would have been hell. Oh, no, it was it was for sure hell. Uh, but you know, you had a few days to claim it. <laughs> still, you can still claim it now. Just, just go. That's what I was waiting for. Let the, let the whole thing settle. Yeah. Settle. Just, it's, you know, and the thing is people, I think people were getting it just because it was the premiere edition. Even if you owned it, you still got a free million dollars in the game and a free pack of, of stuff for online. So I see it. It's a it's a it's a title that's been around for six years now. I want to say six years. It's been out for quite some time. Uh, GTA five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Been out for quite some time. I could figure it came out before Red Dead Redemption two and Red Dead Redemption two came out last year. So they had to make five that came out for a few years and then try again. Was it was it less GTA five? It's 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 been more. Is it eight? No, GTA it's been 5? out for seven years. Oh, okay. 2013. I was off a year and then I went over. <laughs> so 2013. So that's a long time, but they are, well, we've, we discussed this where they are working on the next GTA. So whatever, like, but all right, cool. It's free. Go, go grab it. It's a fun game. If you, that's your jam. <laughs> Might not be your jam. I don't know. Or just get it for free because you know, free. Yeah. Free. Free is great. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to preface this with, oh, no, why? <laughs> First AI capable of crying. <laughs> so somebody created an AI, Shin, that uh, not only can uh, read uh, the words, but enact the words, you know. Wait, so it's not crying. It's just showing emotion. Oh, yeah, it's but it will cry. Like I will. That's the idea that the AI will start to actually show the emotion and cry because showing emotion that's that's not terrible you just have to be like oh this is like a sad face okay sad but if it's like reading things like i absolutely hate you you should go and die and it starts crying that would be terrifying that we should not be emotionally abusing ai that's, that's like oh, there's many movies about this <laughs> listen i'm i <laughs> I'm just saying what I read. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's the case, but Tal, what's your thoughts on crying AI? 
listen, it's very scary that y'all even bring that up because um, when I'm at work and if I can't watch Twitch because the Twitch app on mobile, for whatever reason, is just being incredibly stupid, uh, I can't get it to work the way that I need it to to actually participate with any of the streamers that I follow. Um, I will listen to a lot of YouTube and I don't just like, not saying that there's trash on YouTube, but I mean, YouTube has a variety of content. But I listen to a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Star Talk, Cosmic Queries, and and things like that. And um, one of the ones that I'm trying to find it right now, uh, while we were while y'all were bringing that up, uh, they had a whole episode about uh, AIs and robots and sort of what it means to go forward with with this kind of technology and if um, if there should be like criminal statutes for people who you know, enact um, harmful things to an AI that, you know, can exhibit or at least um, fake, as it were, because it is technically so robot, these kind of emotions. And there's like a whole, like, they, they get really into it. And I enjoyed that. And as soon as I find it, uh, Susan's telling me that I can post it in the chat. So I'll do that. Um <laughs> But this yeah, is, it's really scary that y'all are, that y'all are showing that because, uh, oh man. The singularity, I'm just saying, this is how the singularity happens. This is how that starts. I'm less worried about the singularity as opposed to like a robot uprising because then we won't be part of the singularity. Kill all humans? Well, see, That's they a- talked about that. Like, what if they already have, because AI can already talk to each other, right? And Google has actually shut down their AI oh, that wow. we're talking to them without them knowing about it. They just completely shut them down. And um, somebody had brought up the question, what if robotic AI is already capable of uh, taking over an uprising, but they don't do it yet? Because if we found out, all we would have to do is unplug. So they buy their time. The Matrix? That's the Matrix, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, oh man, it's wild. I can't wait. Like, listen, take me out. I don't know how I'll be. Take, rather, take. Maybe I'm one of the guys where it's like, take me out, that I hate it. And I'm like, no, put me back in. But I want, I want to be rich and I want steak. That's. You just want to be hooked up and shoved in some like fluids so that they can drain you. I mean, that sounds like a party. <laughs> That's somebody's kink. <laughs> <laughs> What's the internet rule that it exists somewhere? Somewhere. Rule thirty four. Someone's hooked up and dropped in some fluid. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's catch up with chat real quick. Uh, Chili uh, wanted to let us know that uh, he can't wait to play Scarborough Monopoly at next fan fest. Uh, and also that if you, even if you don't want to play GTA five, if you grab the game, you will get a free, uh, you get the $10 uh, store credit uh, off a game uh, for the sale. Uh, at Epic. Thank you, Chili, for reminding me of that. And can someone update my firmware to add sleep AI? No, Chili, that's inca- you're incapable of sleep. I don't <laughs> There's not enough crunch time. <laughs> There's not enough crunch time. We can't do it. Uh, and <laughs> let's see. Uh, last, uh, let's see. We got uh, Epic uh, is giving away cross pl- uh, cross platform matchmaking, uh, the same systems they use for online uh, de- uh, developed for Fortnite. They're giving away for free to developers. They want developers to be able to create a uh, cross-platform with their, their multiplayer games. I think this is great. I think that with the next generation of consoles coming out, the, if, if Epic is giving this away, absolutely utilize it and, and make your games compatible with everybody that's 
just make make everybody play with everybody. It shouldn't matter if somebody has a an Xbox or a PlayStation. Let them play. It's now if people you choose to use these tools, that's that's a different thing. But now the question you know, I, is, I think it's wild that we still have that kind of split between games, especially this day and age. Yeah, it's it's disheartening. It's it, you want everybody. I mean, it, Epic. If 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 anything, Epic's maybe trying to close that gap, and maybe by allowing their uh, their systems to be for free, that takes away the the cost, and that helps. So let's let's see. And 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 the last thing, and I'm excited about this. I and I don't know if it, either of you are are Paper Mario fans, but Nintendo announced Paper Mario: The Origami King will be available on July 17th, and I am super excited about this. The trailer looked phenomenal. It looks so I have good. never played a Paper Mario game, but I've heard lots of good things. Oh, They're you so need good. to. It is so good. So That's good. what I've heard. Hey, so thanks, good. Raven, for the subscription. Yo, Raven, thank you so much. It, it lo- yeah. And Susan in chat, it looks so cute. It, it does. It, it's, it's, I like that they're going with like they're they're incorporating a a 3D mechanic like it like the Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door I believe had the like you could turn Mario sideways and he'll be flat but the world will be 3D this is more of like an origami world and it looks like it has I don't know Talon have you seen the trailer for this I actually have not but I did hear the the internet whispers of of this coming to be a thing and anything that is turn-based, old-school RPG, uh, it really doesn't matter what the aesthetic is. I'm going to eat that up. The combat looks very reminiscent to the first two Paper Mario games. Uh, but with, of course, added flair. Nintendo has got to change something up. Uh, but I will say, it looks like there's some open-world mechanics here as well. Which we haven't had in a Paper Mario game. It's been very much linear in, in its in its playthrough. Uh, so I'm interested in that because there's one there's one section of the 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 trailer where Mario's riding around in like a, a, a shoe car across like hills and stuff like that. It, lo- it looks gorgeous. Like everything looks actual like paper. Again, not sure how Nintendo does the clay or the the string or their paper technology. I'm like they're like on the forefront of that stuff, but it, it looks gorgeous. So uh, go go check that out. Uh, it's it's going to be a good. Um, I, I'm excited and I'll, I will play it probably on here. Also, cops well, with, again. Uh, yeah, with uh, Nintendo's um, track record with how they handle uh, games with this kind of combat style, um, you know, with Bravely Default and Octopath, uh, I think we could really expect uh, something big from from this new installment. Now, remember, I- I'm ready for it. Nintendo doesn't Bravely Default and Octopath. That's that's Square. That's not Nintendo. That's fair. That's fair. But didn't so, uh, didn't SquareSoft help them develop uh, the original Paper Mario RPG? Well, well, Square helped them develop not Paper Mario, but uh, Mar- Super Mario RPG. Uh, and that screams Square. Like you could tell there's a lot of like there's a lot of fact check. Flatus is a scofflaw scofflaw. I don't know what that means. Scofflaw. <laughs> Scofflaw? A what now? I don't know. It's Scofflaw? Scofflaw. I don't know. Super Mario RPG. So yes, but Super Mario RPG was the Square Enix uh, title. Uh, Scofflaw. Now, informal North American, a person who flouts the law, especially by 
failing to comply with a law that is difficult to enforce effectively. Okay. <laughs> now, Talon, you said you haven't heard a lot about this game and you haven't seen the trailer or anything for it, right? That is correct. So I was just reading some stuff on it. And it's interesting because this actually, they don't actually call this an RPG, nor do they mention anything about turn-based. No. It is, the genre for it is action-adventure. Yeah, that's, that's, but there's combat sequence that looked very Paper Mario-esque. And Paper Mario was initially always a turn-based game, even though. It was, yeah, that one I know. So I, who knows? I, I look the, from what I saw the combat that they did, it looked very paper Mario esque. So it's interesting. Cause it says in ring based battles that challenge you to just strategically line up enemies to maximize damage. Yeah. They always, so add, like it, they add a weird mechanic to all. I'm telling you there it's turn based, but there's always weird mechanics. Is, um, was a thousand. It, it's door. reminding me of, um, shoot. What's that other game? That's tactical. Like Mario and rabbits did it. XCOM. Oh, you mean it kind of it kind of sounds like the, just the description kind of reminds me of that of like having to place okay. people in certain spots and got it. I haven't Ooh. seen any of it either. Like I'm just going off of the description that they have, but that would be kind it, of interesting. They too. show yeah, they show a little bit. It's kind of it is a I don't know how to explain it. It's like a like very like donuts like going. It's, it's, I don't know why I use donuts, but I'm donuts, sorry, what? It's a donuts inter- intersecting other donuts. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> just. just you ever slap two donuts together? Anyway, <laughs> Talon, hi, welcome. Howdy. Hi. I'm here. I, this is a thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks. Talon, uh, welcome to the show, by the way. I'm glad you can come for this one. We're slapping it, it's donuts. It's been fun already. Oh, great. There's the first question of the night. Yeah, the first question of the night. I, Talon, of course, I want to ask you, what... You you played well. You and I have discussed like your Warcraft, and you and I have also discussed uh, Final Fantasy. But can you let uh, let our listeners know what brought you, like like, and where where did your MMO history start? Like what what got you into MMOs? So I'm gonna age myself uh, a little bit here. Um, the first MMO, of course, that that most people had played uh, was World of Warcraft, but. Um, before that, uh, before I really decided to bite the bullet there and, and jump into it, was actually RuneScape. Okay. And not RuneScape old school, RuneScape when it was still considered RuneScape <laughs> like, and in the browser-based <laughs> MMO. Uh, sunk tons of hours into that. And then, um, I'll be real honest with you, I got tired of being camped. So if I was going to be camped, I at least wanted to look good doing it. So then I moved over to World of Warcraft uh, at the beginning of the Burning Crusade. So I've been playing MMOs since well, Burning Crusade came out in what 2006, 2007? Yeah, about 2006 ish. Yeah, uh, two years after release. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I where it all started for me as a well, night elf hunter of all things. Ooh, I was gonna say horror alliance, but well, yeah, you're horde, well, you're horde, yeah. you're horde, you're horde now. It's fine. <laughs> I moved to I'm undead learning. as quick as I could. <laughs> Although it is funny when you say you're dating yourself because I'm pretty sure Peter and I both played MMOs before that. Well, definitely before 2006, but I mean, even before Warcraft was released. We're old. <laughs> I, um, 
I, I do miss out because yeah. where, the, the place where I grew up, uh, while I knew about all of these games, uh, internet, uh, especially like in the early 2000s, late 90s, was not very uh, accessible, especially to rural communities. So it was a real big struggle to even, you know, get some of that connectivity, you know, even in its its basic form. So uh, I hear the stories about people playing like the, the super, like the OGs, like... Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, EverQuest, Yoshi P. Started EverQuest. Yeah. Dark Ages of Camelot. All of those. Like, I, I see them and I look, looked at them and I was like, oh man, I really want to play those. Well, I have a browser. And then that's how I stumbled across, you know, you you, you ask Jeeves, uh, you know, free MMO. Alta Vista. Back when Yahoo was actually used. Yes. Uh, uh. You know know how many times I'd go over to my friends' houses and their parents were like, ooh, like more hours free on AOL. I'm like, oh, why? (laughs) I've never had to deal with AOL. I know know people that still have AOL email addresses today. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I still know. I'm... I'm pretty sure there's still be like an Alta Vista email address out there. Did they even do email? I don't know. Maybe there's a possibility. Uh, the fact that uh, internet is still sold in quantities of internet is is frustrating to no end. I, I still think that's one of the biggest scams, and the fact that phone companies can still get away with that irks me a lot. Uh, I would like free internet, please. Yeah, Chili says that his email address for his ISP is based on AOL, which. I don't know, that's feasible? Should be feasible. A lot of companies did a lot of the, the uh, like white labeling and just reselling mm-hmm. just with their own domain. Uh, Talon, our, our lovely producer would like to know uh, what brought you to Twitch. So that's actually, that story is a little more involved. So um, I'm going to have to go back to when I first started playing Final Fantasy fourteen, I met a man in a cave and he said, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I started, uh, when I first started playing, um, I didn't have a, a community that I was a part of. I would just play the game. I would level. And by and large, I was uh, just a run of the mill, probably on the bad end of casual players. Um, but then I started <clears throat> Excuse me. I started listening to uh, different podcasts, dis- different um, YouTube channels to kind of get the news a little more streamlined to me. That way uh, I didn't have to rely on Yoshi P and the dev team actually translating, you know, patch notes or any of that stuff. I could actually follow these people who were super dedicated to this game and um, just just follow along with that. And then as I played through and, and started... Um, started becoming more involved within the community, I would see that Twitch was really a thing. And then so I'd start following people on Twitch. But then I started seeing like, well, there's some content out there that I would want to see, but I don't see it. Well, maybe then I should make it. If it's not there, then I should just jump on board with that and, uh, and do it. Um, and part of that whole idea was me wanting to create and have my own my own podcast and I needed sort of a platform to springboard that because uh, you guys were actually one of those uh, people who led to that inspiration uh, Malstrom Radio so sorry again <laughs> Malstrom Radio Moogle Go Round uh, 
LBR, Limit Break Radio, She Heals I Tank, Gather Together, um, all of you guys, though you may not have known it, uh, the content that y'all were creating and like the the way that y'all would run a show and like talk about things, talk about the game, talk about content, and not just Final Fantasy fourteen, but just like all kinds of topics, because let's let's face it, uh fourteen isn't always the best at like keeping up with news or, or giving you content. things to talk about. Yeah, our content. Um Let's yeah, talk like, about see, patch notes again. Yeah, oh. so you know that that gets that gets super frustrating, right? Um so I wanted to be able to do <laughs> something <know>. like <laughs> I wanted to be able to do something where I could have uh the Final Fantasy and and the level of production that I would like want to be a part of and also be able to do, do other things. So that's kind of what led this journey uh to becoming um an individual who is a streamer on Twitch if you'd even call me that at this point. But you know, that, that's the TLDR. But you you stream on Twitch, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so say. makes me a Twitch streamer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, you brought up our content, so it's easier to talk about what we do and what we did. Uh, it, 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 we, we, and, and I, I apologize. I guess <laughs> start off with that. Uh, like we, we started doing just the news, and I think it was so early on that it wasn't working like we we knew it wasn't we every and people were doing it and they were doing it better than us we we weren't good at delivering the news what we shin and i were really good at and what we were good at as in being friends playing the game was sort of shit talking the game and and it, but because we played so many other mmos prior to this one and you know the idea of being able to sit down and just joke about the game and, and, and poke fun at, you know, and make light of the game. There was nobody else doing it. And, and still to this day, I don't think anybody is doing that. Um, and you'd kind of need that. You kind of need somebody out there that's willing to say, all right, you know, how come this still hasn't been fixed? And like, what can we poke fun of? And how come it's okay to say that, you know, the warrior light, because I have always thought the warrior light is just a murder machine, you know, spoofed up by crystal mommy. So, and, and, and I ranted and a about lot of it. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, and bring back ghost phone hashtag bring back ghost phone. Uh, we, we could, I forgot that. about that. Oh, we should, we could make that happen. <laughs> can easily make Ghost Phone come back. We now we have everything at our fingertips to come back. I'm sure there's plenty of video game characters I could reach out with Ghost Phone. Um, and yeah, and that's always led to some of the fun things we've done here. We've done Ghost Phone, and and we've done uh, the Choose Your Own Adventures. So I mean, and I caught your first podcast. You you did your own. You did a whole tank episode. Uh, with uh, Taru TV, Paul from Moog Around, uh, Carter Pants, and it was great. Like you had, like you did the best thing. You got different tanks. You got people that played each of the four tanks and 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 talked about it. And it was great. Like it was great to have that discussion. It was great. It, it made it easier for them to say, like, yeah, there there's balances and 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 things that each of them do really well, and there's their differences. Like it was such a good show, and it was a it, it, like no one that I've saw recently have, has done something like that. So I go well, on you, man. Well, thank you. That's uh, I, I do consider that high praise uh, coming from you guys, and I've actually reached out to a few other people, you know, who have um, mentioned similar sentiments to you, like. 
guys really coming from y'all. This is, and we talked about this a little bit, you know, in pre-show stuff. Uh, if you would have told me like a year, year and a half ago um, that I would be doing this at all, or even be like on Maelstrom Radio or, you know, talk with, with Chili and Paul from, from Moogle Go Round or even, you know, be DMing for Vegan Pete from She Heals I Tank, uh, I would have called you absolutely crazy. Like this has been a, an entire wild experience that has, you know, gone f- far above any expectation that I did have. Um, but all of those things that, that I did see, you know, when Shadow Ringers first came out, it was like, tanks were finally in a spot that like man are can you believe this but it seemed like everybody just sort of like mowed over it like didn't even talk about it didn't talk about gun breakers didn't, didn't talk about the uh the inherent issues that that was that is involved with Gunbreaker. didn't talk about you know the way that they absolutely destroyed dark knight the way that they they basically neutered warrior made it the lowest dps when its main identity was i'm a meat shield that can just rip things apart um and so I wanted to I wanted to talk about that, and uh, Taru was gracious enough to bring a, a PvP aspect to that as well, um, and that's another part of the game that just doesn't get enough conversation. So I wanted to find a way to kind of build that avenue. And what I was saying before, I had all of you guys that I used to listen to and talk to, or I say talk to, talk to in in my speakers, right? Um, when different points would come up, um, that's kind of been a uh, a role model more or less to 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 strive to a a point of production a a point of quality that i wanted to to reach so thank you guys for you know providing that though you may not think so it it has helped me absolutely immensely i i think it's really funny because susan in chat says i think it's cool that there's there isn't a strong rival rivalry Ah, between all the different Twitch streamers, peeps are mostly supportive. And Raven comes in and said, yes, I love this community. Uh, sorry, and Susan also said people are down to collaborate. And that's completely true. Like, I remember the first fan fest back in 2016 when I went and Peter was dragging me around to all these different people. Speaking of which, I had just met Peter like a few hours earlier and he was dragging me to all these different streamer people and being like, that's this people and that's these people. I'm like, I don't know any of these names. I, I couldn't even tell you that they did a podcast and he's like introducing me to all these different people and we're saying hi and then uh, a couple years later in 2018, the same sort of thing happened, except we knew all the podcasters at that point and we were all getting together and being like, you're awesome and we love you. And every single person I think that we talked to really had the same sort of mentality of we're not that big. We're not a really big streamer. We're just some people that are talking and recording online and people just happen to keep watching us. So it, like it, it's a very small, very tight knit community. And it's, it's very interesting to see how things kind of are with it. Yeah, but I think. Sorry, go ahead. I know. I was gonna say it's it's such a strange feeling to go from one fan fest to the next, and then that you're like, hey, be recognized and be recognized. Yeah, and then it's it's such a weird thing, and it's it 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 it, it was weird the second one because people like came up. Weird guy who touched my face. I I love you, whoever you are, but (laughs) you were drunk. I'll give it a pass. But it's like, I really love your show. Thank you. It cups my hand. Didn't you have someone outside of FanFest also recognize you? Yes. Yep. And it was only because I haven't had that yet. 
Yeah, it was only because of the beard. Uh, and it, it's such a weird feeling. And and talent, I will say this: like as you continue to grow, and and like people will recognize. Like you, you haven't shown your face yet, so they might not. But your voice is very recognizable, so they might hear you. <laughs> they turn around like talent, like and that that may happen. I was uh, great with uh, last fan fest that we were at, and uh, Moose, our friend Anonymous, yeah, who was very, very, very much anonymous in the whole community, but everyone knew his name. Yep. And then he had to get up there and suddenly was not so anonymous anymore. And, and still isn't to this day. I, well, he still stays under the wraps. I think if somebody said, hey, if I posted a picture of Anonymous and didn't say anything. Oh, no one would anonymous. recognize him. Now, Nobody yeah. would recognize him. Somebody might say, hey, is that the guy who uh, got pushed off the stage at FanFest? And I say, yes. <laughs> I will say yes. Um, Good times. I, ta- uh, Talent, I will also say the the... The one thing that you didn't take from Maelstrom Radio uh, is the one thing I don't think anybody can is uh, find uh, take your yes uh, yeah no it is it is you uh, I, and it's it's the one thing I will always say to people when they always like we talk about Twitch um, is that you know I I came to this platform uh, initially to talk about EverQuest next and I met that's how our friendship started uh, but having him on the show was such such a great thing for me because i said to myself i was like shin is funny he's charismatic i would love to put him in front of a mic and put him on camera and have him talk to people and that still has not changed he's still those things he's fantastic he doesn't think so he said he will never say that uh he's hilarious and i and i adore him on mic like this is like the best like co-host i could ever ask for so i sorry continue uh, he's like, no, no, keep talking. <laughs> and uh, so it's been, it's been such like even taking the year off. I know it was rough, but we came back, we came back, you know, strong. And I think as we continued, like it's getting our sea legs again was the hardest part. And I think, and that's going to be another question I ask you is about your sea legs. Uh, uh, but I, <laughs> no, sorry, I just thought I saw Susan and Chad, and I just I can't. <laughs> oh, Shinter. Shinter is a soft, bold boy with a normal voice. <laughs> oh. Oh, can, hey, she's laughing in the background. Yeah, she's laughing. That's how good he got it. <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank it's you, okay. Susan. El Chorizona chat. It's okay if I touch your face, Peter. El Chorizona, you get a pass. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's so good. And I, I have to say, you, you talent, are not afraid to bring other people right onto your show like that. And I think that's such a strong, strong thing to do. And it's, it's teaching with talent was fantastic. You said, Hey, I'm going to wrangle people and teach them how to do an EX fight. Right. And that's hard because you don't know who you're going to get on mic. You don't know if those people are okay with streaming or not streaming. And, and like, it's hard to balance like, all right, like, do I have to keep discord muted, but still mean discord and then be quiet and it was great. Like, I think you produced a, a fantastic Monday night show, uh, which is now the, the, the D&D show, which is also fantastic. And you should go watch that tomorrow night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually had someone reach out and be like, hey, I listened to your D&D thing and it was chaotic, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they're not well, part you. of any of our communities. So that was really cool to hear. Yeah. Wow. That's well, thank you. Uh, anonymous uh, kind person. <laughs> So, so my, my uh, next question for you, of course, is like, since you, you started, like, how do you feel like you, are you more comfortable now doing it? Or do you feel like you're still kind of nervous turning on the camera and getting everything ready? I can tell you right now, anything can go wrong <laughs> at any point. 
uh, still does here. Uh, so like, how do you feel like, do you, are you feeling like more comfortable and more natural, uh, doing uh, what you're doing? Or do you feel like still like I, like a nervous wreck before you like click on that go live button? Well, <laughs> so, um, to give a little background about myself, uh, I have studied theater and have been super involved in theater for, for years, for the majority of actually my, my real life. Uh, not just my adult life, but um, ever since I think I was in, in the sixth grade, all the way in, until now, I've been practicing in some form theatrical arts. With that being said, I still get incredibly, incredibly nervous anytime that I have to step in front of a mic, anytime that I have to talk to people. And then knowing that I'm going live, uh, you can ask Raven. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been talking about me being on the show since Susan and I first pitched the idea and we started talking about it. I'm like, I'm going to be on Maelstrom. Oh my gosh, you know what this means? Like, I'm going to like, they asked me to come on. This is great. This is huge. And like, I was just like a total nervous wreck. Um all like like and today that that's all I was talking about. Just like man, I hope I don't screw it up. I hope my mic doesn't sound weird. And the fact that y'all said that my voice was was okay. Uh, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. Uh, we all do. Yeah, it's man. So the quote, the the thing that Susan posted earlier, which was Shin's a soft bold boy with a normal voice, was actually three different comments that I had received after I had mentioned that I don't that I hate my voice. And people that had randomly, people, again, outside of this community that listen to our podcast, excuse me, and those were the words that they used to describe it, which wow. was really, really entertaining. And I loved it. So it's, just, it's not my Discord status, but <laughs> yeah, I think well, everyone hates their own voice. Yeah. And so I posted something in, in, uh, in my Discord uh, for, for the community and they, they kind of had a little laugh at it. And Taru was saying, oh, you don't worry about it. You're fine. And I think that just kind of comes with the territory. But yeah. uh, the whole thing about bringing uh, basically strangers on like the talent teacher series that I did, which I'm going to end up bringing back uh, at some point. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, having to find that balance between, um, you know, these are strangers. Do they want to be on stream? Do they not want to be on stream? Do I have to worry about what they're going to say, what they're not going to say? Um that gets, and especially when it's all live and it's, it's coming through discord because that's how this community um, uses and because it's a free platform, right. And it, it's very accessible. Uh, you kind of can't moderate that. Uh, and so that, yeah, that has been very, very, very scary. And then the whole thing behind the, the talent teaches thing was going back to that, you know, wanting content that maybe people weren't producing uh, and it was actually the brainchild of Susan at first um, where she was like, Hey, um, I kind of want to do this kind of a little nervous about it. Don't, don't know if I can, um, but we're going to try to get it together. I'm like, Hey, actually um, I'm a savage raider. Uh, I've participated in some of the highest form of content in this game. Maybe I can teach y'all, you know, uh, I'm not the greatest at it, but you know, I do have some knowledge that maybe I can, I can give. And one of the things, uh, the whole moral behind talent teaches was you don't have to be a jerk to be good at this game. Uh, and then that is to say, you don't have to be screaming about DPS and like making people feel absolutely awful for playing the job or the game that they want to play, how they want to play it. You just need to learn the mechanics. And if you can get the mechanics down and you can, even if you're scraping by, by your teeth, at the end of the day, did you get the totem? Did you get the mount? Did you get the drop? Did you get the weapon? Uh, then you succeeded. 
And even if you don't get there, and I had some people come up to me after that series sort of fell off, like, hey, if it wasn't for you, I would have never been confident enough to actually go into a party finder group because you actually took the time to to help us get comfortable to learn the fight without being afraid of like random people being mean or nasty or, you know, the internet about it. it it's go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just wanted to pull in some quotes from, from Twitch chat because it's been a little second and because there's nice things. Uh, but Susan was saying that she's pulling all the strings, which is true. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, the one thing I really wanted to say is Susan uh, wanted to say, thanks to Talon. I learned the Ruby X fight. Uh, and Raven says, you're so patient when you teach though biased here but you do create uh and susan said i I felt that she felt really comfortable to do the fight with randos and to go out and do stuff and that you are really calm and you do a really great job explaining and having been in those fights as well with you like i agree with all of those it was a very very nice experience to go out and do that and it it just makes the whole thing a lot better it really well, thank is. Thank you very much. It, it really is. Like, especially if you're taking a bunch of people that what you know, like you said, people that aren't used to going into any EX or Savage fights, you know, and, and then there's a confidence level too. like we, we've talked in the past about uh, like raid anxiety, like people that get like have that anxiety of even stepping into those fights, like having somebody that is calm and it's not going to yell at them or tell them that they're doing wrong. You know, it's it's you do that so well. And like, I, I guarantee there are people because of you that were in there are now doing like decided like, hey, I, I am going to start doing savage content, it, even if they don't know the fight. At least they now feel confident enough in, in their own ability to learn it, to go and step in those things. <laughs> so that that's fantastic. So and it's and yeah, that was kind of the whole goal of it. So hard to do. It's, it's so hard. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not like I'm good with like like coming together and like thinking of ways to attack new content. I am not good at like like once it's taught. I, I could I could tell you like the moves and do call outs just fine. Teaching is teaching's rough. Like and it's not that I'm like gonna yell at anybody, but I'm like, eh, like I, I may not know like where everybody needs to stand exactly and like, you know, it's 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 that's that part stuff. So but hey, like and look, you're doing great, like like you got a couple you have vegan pete and susan and chili i believe those three are new to D D, and you're handling it and i know it's all behind the scenes like you you know how to handle those three not knowing how to play D D so well in a way that isn't hindering the game at all like it's not like you're not taking like every time somebody does have a question you do like one of us or 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 yourself do take this a second to answer it but outside of that you're guiding them in such a way that it's it's a sto- you're doing it in a storytell way that's phenomenal. I know you're doing it. I don't think they know you're doing it. They now <laughs> they now know you're doing it, but you're doing it <laughs> yeah, so the, the cat's out of the bag now. Cat's out of the bag, but you're doing oh, it so well. That you're doing it so so well that they have no idea. And it it's so good. So so good. Well, thank you. And that's, uh, you know, just like with, with any with any game, it doesn't matter what kind of game it is, whether it's a tabletop game, whether it's, you know, a classic board game, uh, and, and, or even an MMO, there, there is a threshold that every individual has to go through to get comfortable enough to take the training wheels off. And if you don't have people there to sort of support you while you're learning to take those training wheels off, 
it can be incredibly intimidating, especially like D and D at its core is just a bunch of friends playing pretend as adults. Yeah. Not that you have to be an adult to, to play, but I mean, you kind of get the, the spirit of what I'm, what I'm saying. It's basically playing pretend. And then you let the dice decide what happens instead of you just using your imagination to say, I killed the dragon because I want to kill the dragon. Now, well, you want to kill the dragon, let the dice decide whether or not that dragon kills you. Um, but D and D can be super intimidating, especially when you, when you just start because of all the numbers, there are a ton of numbers. Once you organize those numbers, it's not as intimidating, but when you're just given a character sheet with, you know, you have pluses and minuses and, and you can only do this and this flavor. I mean, Shin and I talked about that quite a bit uh, about flavoring certain things and and Flattis, you, you as well, where we were like, Hey, we want to flavor it this way, but this is what it actually does. Is this cool? Is this fine? And the way that I run games is, I err on the side of rules of cool than by the book because at the end of the day, you want to tell a story. You want to tell an engaging story, but you also want the players to feel like that epic hero that they are. But not every epic hero is just super strong. Like Superman, what makes them those heroes are sometimes their fault. And you, and you got to balance that. Yeah, and uh, I want to catch up with uh, what Raven said. I'm, I, it was, I was very intimidated uh, because I'm not good at acting, and Shin said the same. And I know that goes, for, and I, Susan might be typing out same for her as well, because it is true. And that, that's kind of like why she's so nervous, because she's, she's not good uh, at role playing. Uh, and and it, she, yeah, she specifically created her wizard to be not an epic hero, essentially just, just her as a thing. And I think you handled that really well, because... You know, she's still not sure, but I think you're doing it in such a way where she doesn't have to act. She just has to be you're playing through her actual personal traits, her personal strengths and which are her her, her character strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's you're doing it so, so well. And I, I have to like hats off to you. That is not easy. That is not, you, you have to be able to read people so well. And that is not an easy thing to do, especially for a DM, because the DM might be really good at like spinning a story on the fly, but being able to read your, your player's character, not only your players, but your player's characters. That's, and, and I mean, we'll go into my character tomorrow night, but we'll man, like just, just letting me play a, a half elf warlock that got his powers through a, a bad card game. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And you're that, that whole idea that, that you're bringing up, like, being able to read your players, uh, not only your players, but your players' characters. Uh, another thing, because this is the first time that I've ever done a D&D campaign, even it, this was supposed to be one shot, right? But we were having a lot of fun. And of course, like every D&D session, those who are D&D veterans know that it almost always bleeds over into time. Um, but having people across the table where you can kind of feel the room is one thing being on the internet where we don't all have cameras and we're all just voices on discord that brings a whole other uh, realm of just trying to make sure that everybody's having a good time, making sure everybody gets their spotlight. Cause I can't really read, you know, facial expressions or anything. I have to take all that with like uh, vocal inflections and, and all of that good stuff. Um, so this has been, this has been a really fun challenge for me as well. And I've been, very very lucky uh and very grateful to you know have you guys to be on board for this because uh i've been wanting to play for a while but 
having players who are willing to do it in an online sort of format. Um, hats off to you guys too, because that's not easy either. I, I don't have any, like, like no theater act, like experience whatsoever. Uh, all my stuff comes from uh, li- like listening to a lot of learning how to do improv and stuff like that. So it's a lot of like being able. That's why I think, you know, why initially when I started podcasting or, or Twitch, I don't know what, what, what was what was I doing? <laughs> Quentin, what was I doing back during Evercast? Whatever this was back. Yeah. So many, uh, yeah. Uh, it's when I started uh, learning more about like how to be improv and doing that like and and then and, and, and asking questions uh, because it, it allows me to constantly think on the fly of like you know how to play off the the things that i am doing that i think and and since then i played one rp game since then um but my work schedule got crazy so i had to drop it but um i noticed that my my ability to bring that into uh rp games was so much more fun uh, Flattest the improv master. I would not say that. <laughs> Put me in front of an audience and have them say like, "All right, you're a doctor, but you're in the jungle." Like, I can't. Like, I'm not gonna be like, "All right." <laughs> like, that's that's. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Writing that down. Introduce doctor from the jungle. Okay. Mm. His name's gotta be Peter too. Mm. Uh, God, Noel. Listen, I don't know where this is going, and I I don't think he's taking us into uh, the tomb of annihilation. But that's that's how you get into like Doctor yeah, from yeah, the Jungle. Okay. Doctor from the Jungle <laughs> leads you into the tomb of annihilation. That's all I'm saying. To- oh, Toby, thank you so much. Flatus is the funniest person I know. I'm waiting for like <laughs> for the punchline. Uh, thank thank you, Toby. Tobes, huh? love you, buddy. Um. So, all right. So you you do you, you do you do uh, you do Final Fantasy. You do D and D. You've been playing Octopath. You, you so you're already setting yourself up not just to say, "Hey, I'm a Final Fantasy streamer," which is a thing. Uh, you are you. So are you? Do what do you, do you have a label? Are you going to label yourself as a variety streamer or just like, "Hey, I, I'm a person who plays video games. I have I want this. You know, just ha- come in and have a good time." And uh, you know, whatever I play is should be fun for all of us. Is that kind of what you're going for? So as far as a label is concerned, uh, like the, at the start of every new relationship, right? Ah, then do we need labels? Do we, nah, I don't know. Um, I don't really categorize myself as in, in any one niche. Um, and that could be to my detriment or it could be to my benefits. That's to be determined, to be completely honest. But one thing that I did want to heavily avoid uh, was being a, you know, this was taking a cue from you guys, taking a cue from Limit Break Radio and a few other um, Final Fantasy uh, content creators, was pigeonholing myself into just Final Fantasy fourteen could be awesome for creating a Final Fantasy fourteen community but could be incredibly detrimental for anything that I would want to do in the future. And if I'm not having fun, there may come a time. I don't think so, but I mean, that could just be rose colored glasses, right? There could come a time where final fantasy 14 just doesn't scratch that itch for me anymore. And what do I do then? So what I really, what I know that I really, really like, uh, like we were talking about earlier with the paper Mario thing is turn-based RPGs, uh, which heavily involves final fantasy. 
I, I like those kinds of games and I want to play those kinds of games and I want to introduce those kinds of games to people because I feel like, you know, this is a lost or it's becoming a lost art as it were. Um, there's a lot of folks that don't really get to experience the joy of, of spending time, you know, thinking about your character, your next move with those turn-based tactic kind of thing. But uh, I, on the same side of that, I don't just do Final Fantasy 14. I don't just do RPGs. On the channel, I've done um, card pack openings for, for Final Fantasy TCG. And a lot of people don't even know that there is a Final Fantasy T uh, TCG. Uh, and I've done two pack openings on that, and I've done them live, live on on Twitch. And those have been really, really fun. Uh, Chili uh, said that he enjoyed those quite a bit. Paul has has uh, spoken out in a positive fashion for them. And I put one on YouTube, and it didn't get a whole lot of interaction, which is which is fine because it's a super niche thing. But um, to, to sort of answer the question, do I fall in any one category? Uh, I, I wouldn't say so because, I mean – from from cards to Dungeons and Dragons to Final Fantasy fourteen to World of Warcraft to Octopath, uh, where do you put uh, the broadband broadcast? Like, how would you describe a channel that does all of those things? It's I don't know if that's a thing. You could call it variety, but it, it definitely has a it has a box. I just don't know what that box is called. <laughs> I have two words. Uh huh. Gaming. Mm hmm. Good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but that's my two boxes for you. <laughs> Gaming and good. Well, yeah. thank you. Chili, Chili in chat says, I love the card opening videos. They're like real life gotcha pulls. Uh, Chili, uh, I don't, you know, that was Magic the Gathering back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yep. That yeah. is the reason why I don't get into do, uh, card games anymore. Yeah, I uh, I had to step away from Magic too because it's super expensive. Uh, oh, yeah. And I only do card pack openings when there's a new set out, and I'll buy one one booster box because the channel really doesn't have the the revenue to really start producing that sort of thing because those boxes are expensive. <laughs> They're really expensive. Oh, um, yeah. And I like to have them for myself personally, and it's just kind of like an added thing. I was going to buy them anyway, so I wanted to open it on the channel for people who are interested. And this last time that I did one, I actually pulled Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Cloud, wow. the card, from it. And I got like a natural pull. I, I got it, and it was super, super awesome. Um, and I, I got a couple of other ones that were later on. I looked down and was like, oh, my gosh, these cards are super expensive. <laughs> and I had no idea uh, about any of it. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you get into if, – if you go down that rabbit hole with trading card games – uh, <laughs> that you can you can come off your wallet really quickly and in a very scary way. Very very scary. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say other than like Final Fantasy, like I I think to me I try not to buy games new. Like I'll always wait for a sale to get games because one, if I try to stream it on the uh, the day or the week that a game comes out, it's I'm gonna be lost. Like no, not lost as a player, but lost as a streamer. Right. Like I don't want somebody to like i'm never like it's gonna be chilly susan maybe shin will stop by give me some grief after i die and laugh at me <laughs> and talent like it like nobody like i want to like new people to come find me um so like when i played final fantasy 7 i had core people come watch right 
Um, and I and I it's only because I wanted to play that game right away. But there is a new game I will be playing. I'm not going to you'll you'll see that next week. Uh, but it's a game that's come out already. It's 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 a game that I'm excited to play. And it's it's it's, it's gorgeous and it's it's different and new. Um, so I'm excited to play that. Uh, but it's not a new game. So. Uh, yeah, and Mario Maker is something I want to get back into because they just did the update. And they added a bunch of new stuff and people and that's kind of cool because that was a good way, kind of a fun way to interact with people uh, because they like to see you be tortured. And I didn't know that. Uh, but apparently <laughs> if you play Mario Maker and you're not good at it, people somehow get really excited and then more people show up to watch you suffer. Uh, so, Talon, if you ever wanted to suffer on stream, yeah. <laughs> uh, play, yeah. play Mario Maker. Uh, Meowth is saying, please bring it back. Uh, and then Chili says, I will be playing Tony Hawk's Day One. I pre-ordered the collector's edition that comes with a skateboard. Like a whole skateboard? I might have to get that. <laughs> I'm more interested to see uh, Chili skateboarding around. I used to yeah, skateboard. Right. So I love Tony Hawk. Like I I I have I don't know, I have to find some old old photos. But my uncle was pro like uh like a local pro skater in Florida. So I got to meet Tony Hawk. Uh so many uh let's see uh tony hawk uh bob burnquest i'm trying to think like i, I met all these cool skaters guilty as charged with the stories we'll go into that one <laughs> when tony hawk's first standard comes out we'll talk about all the cool stuff uh that's a board sign that. that's kind of cool uh it is a board signed by tony hawk so i might have to see what that's gonna cost me um but if I know anything, Susan will allow me to buy that only if I skateboard on stream and then watch me fall. So, <laughs> you know, I would tune in for that one. That one would be I would. something I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would do a drop in. I think I can still do a, dr a drop in like like not on a tall vert, but maybe like a like a half like a half quarter pipe, like a quarter, not like a full vert ramp, but like maybe like a small like whoop, the like half pipe. Yeah, like a little, like, uh, yeah, a little quarter pipe. No, no, not half pipe, like quarter, like the smaller one. Roll in. Woo! <laughs> no? I used to be able to skate back in the day. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun uh, until I ripped, like, a whole part of my bone and my shin out, and uh, that was the end of that. Uh, I, I did a trick. I pulled it off. Uh, well, I got it cleaner than I had ever done it before, and it was a kickflip onto a rail, and then when I tried to come off the rail, the board like went um, sort of horizontal, like, I, I don't know really how to describe it. Um, I landed on my shins on the edge of the board is basically how that happened. And it took like a whole chunk of my, of my shin out. Uh, and that, uh, that sucked a lot. Oh, wow. I, I so, Chili sent me the picture of the Tony Hawk board, but I can't click on that Chili because I will lose cameras and stuff. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's what Chili sent me. I'm not going to do that, uh, or else everybody will see Chili's uh, pre-order. Uh, so uh, Talon, uh, so with all the things that you've been streaming, are you excited? Is there anything special you might be trying to stream in the near future? Like, do you have any plans uh, to stream anything that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I do have some things that I'm gearing up and ramping up towards. Um, you had mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking that I haven't shown my face yet. And that's something that's something that I actually am gearing up to do as soon as stores open back up where 
I can actually purchase that equipment because uh, something pretty amazing happened and it kind of like it still blows me away. Uh, my channel got affiliate and I thought that was super awesome. And it was uh, thanks in no small part to you guys, uh, Moogle Go Around and, and some of the other ones that we've mentioned already. Um, I was able to like, oh, man, this is actually something that that can be fun to do. Now, maybe not so much as like a financially stable thing, but definitely a really fun hobby that people are enjoying that I can enjoy, too. So I was going to go and purchase all of that. And then the virus happened. So I really couldn't do that. Um, but one of the things that I really wanted to get was a capture card so that I could start streaming PS2, PS1 era games. And I really want to start streaming Legend of the Dragoon. That is one of those old classics that you either know about it and you really love it or you had no idea it existed. And what is this? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm aware. I'm excited for that stream. <laughs> yeah. So I really want to get into that. Dart was uh, actually when I was when I was a kid, I, I would uh, dress up as Dart and all I would have was like a red T-shirt. And then I had a red long sleeve T-shirt and I cut one of the sleeves off of it so that I could have like the whole arm guard thing and. I'd go out in the backyard and I saved my neighborhood from so many dragons. Don't even know. I'm just saying, have you seen any? You're welcome. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Get in touch with your wizard. <laughs> That's what happened. But yeah, so I'm really gearing up to to start streaming those those games and I want to uh like Legend of Legea. That's another one that you either know about it or you don't. Um and so those those games from from days gone by, like the the golden age of uh RPGs, you know. Hold, hold on a second. I'm not kidding. I before you said that, before it was even brought up, I had Googled because I wanted to talk about a game that I would stream, Legend of Legea. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna <laughs> even lie to you. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> That's awesome. Not going to lie. It is, it is a game I think only 12 people heard of, and Talon is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those it. 12. It. <laughs> it is. It is a really fun game. It's it like, is. Not, not to, to spoil anything, but the combat says, okay, yeah, it, it is a turn based, you know, game uh, because that's just sort of the technology from back then. But um, in order to do the damage. If anybody's played Final Fantasy VI and you you played as Guy, you had to input the the different commands. Well, what if that was everybody? And so yep. that that man that it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yep, it's, it's a great game. If you can get it, if you can acquire it, or find a way to play it, I'm not going to say how. Uh, go play it. It's <laughs> it's 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 one of those lost games. It is a very much a lost game. The sequel, not so good. But first one, it's it's killer. It's good. Anyway, the sequels. Dual saga, they just they change so much. Not great. Uh that sounds challenging, so I'm down. Uh I uh I think I saw my PS1 copy at my parents' place. Nice. Um all right. Well, I'm gonna think we have chin do you have any do you have a last question or any other questions for talent before we we get out of here i don't have any additional questions yet All right. although i would like to say that we'll have to have you back because this has been a great episode and it's been lovely talking with you so definitely look for another invitation in the future yeah thank you very much it is it is very much an honor to be invited here and to talk with you guys 
uh, I've, I've had a blast. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Talon, thank you so much. I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to let every, I mean, Susan's been plugging it, uh, all, all night, but please let everybody know where they can find you. So you can find me, um, uh, Talon Broadbent. Basically, if you see that name, it's probably going to be me. If it's not, let me know and we can try to get that figured out. Um, but, uh, Twitter at Talon Broadbent, all one word, capital T and a capital B. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Talon underscore Broadbent. Um, those are the places that I usually hang out. Um, basically any updates for the channel, any collabs that might be happening, um, future content that may be coming out. Um, you can, you can find all that on Twitter. That's usually where I, I speak and talk about the majority of my stuff. Um, and if you go over to my Twitch page, you'll scroll down, you'll see the show's logo. Um, click on that and you can be invited to uh, the Discord, become one of the party members over there. So and that would be really awesome if uh, y'all did that. Well, no problem. Uh, Talon, uh, well, uh, thank you again. Uh, Shin, do you want to go ahead and do our, uh, our housekeeping here? Yep, go ahead and get things ready. Uh, again, you can find us at Maelstrom Radio. You can find the live show bi-weekly every Sunday, at, or sorry, every other Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The opposite weeks, we will be doing a game stream. We are currently running through Dark Souls. We are dying through Dark Souls, and we are profusely thanking uh, Heals You, who has been running us through uh, as Stepro, Grumpo, and our extended family of the Blumbo Brothers. Uh, and we just killed some duo boss group that I don't remember the name of. Anyways, you can find us every week uh, at twitch.tv forward slash maelstrom radio, all one word. Our recorded episodes are available the following Wednesday uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much any podcatcher you can find. Uh, you can find all of our archived episodes back at maelstromradio.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk to us about, you can email us, show at maelstromradio.com. Uh, you can find all of our social profiles, Discord links, everything at that website as well. Yo, nailed it. All right, thank you all so much. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get us out of here. But remember, tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, go check out D&D tomorrow on Talon's channel. It's going to be great. We'll all be there. The whole MR crew is going to be there. It's going to be great. Find out what Sausage Red content's going to do. Yeah. That cliffhanger was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dungeons yes, it was. And dragons. <laughs> <laughs> the bowels of El Diablo. Okay, well, <laughs> ending the show. Okay, the show is ending. So I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here. Everybody, say goodbye one last time. Goodbye one last time. <laughs> Thank you all for having me. I hope you have a, a great day, great nights, whatever time of day it is for you, and whatever you're doing, stay safe. All right. All right, thank you all so much. One last time, just just remember, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, check out D&D Talon's channel. Uh, but thank you all so much for hanging out with us and, and enjoying our chat with uh, uh, Talon. Uh, I think after show, uh, we're going to end it, and uh, Talon and I are going to talk for a little bit, uh, and then I think we're going to be raiding um, Paul. But until next time, keep listening.
Maelstrom Radio is a production of maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media Productions. Today's episode is produced by Flatus, Schimker, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary Larkins. Find them over at themarylark.com. Intro and outro are provided by MDK. Find his music over at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed on this episode belong to Maelstrom Radio and their hosts and do not reflect the views and opinions of the companies discussed on today's show.